Welcome to the System Speak podcast, a podcast about dissociative identity disorder. If you are new to the podcast, we recommend starting at the beginning episodes and listen in order to hear our story and what we have learned through this endeavor. Current episodes may be more applicable to longtime listeners and are likely to contain more advanced topics, emotional or other triggering content, and or reference earlier episodes that provide more context to what we are currently learning and experiencing. As always, please care for yourself during and after listening to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm so excited to be talking to you and doing another podcast. It's gone really well. People are listening to it and sort of spreading the news about the podcast. And I guess it's helping other people the way we needed podcast too, and just one more perspective. So I'm glad I didn't step on any toes, and I'm glad that we're doing an okay job of it. We'll keep sharing, and I'm super excited about it. So that's cool. The other big news is guess what? Emma has listened to the podcast, all four of them so far, and I don't know what she thought about them or what her response was, but there's a note in the journal that we can keep doing them, and I know that she did one, Um, I tried to listen to it, but I couldn't listen to all of hers. I couldn't listen to the good doctors either because it's so boring, but, um, I couldn't, Emma's hard for me to pay attention to because she's so mousy and whiny, but, but I really like John's. I laughed. It cracked me up until I almost wet my pants. It was so funny. So I hope you heard the other podcasts and, um, I'm excited that it's a thing and that it's working and that it's going well. People have asked me about the website. I know it shows the link to the website, but the website's not actually going up until next week. It is uh, ready to go. I'm just not publishing it because the doctor is in charge of all my money and I get an allowance. I don't know how other systems do it, but we each get an allowance and the good doctor, that's why I call her Dr. E, sorry, But the good doctor, she is in charge of our budget and our money and finances, both for the family and for our system. And I can do my own website, but I have to pay for it out of my allowance. So I have to wait next week because I already used my allowance this week before I knew I was going to be doing any podcast. So I'll do that next week, but it is ready to go. So that's exciting. I hope it's okay. We have a little blog there and links to the podcast with the descriptions because obviously we don't want to trigger anyone um, and want people to know what they're getting into before they listen. So it kind of gives away all the surprises of what's in there, but it's really important to me that people know what they're going to listen to so they can sort of prepare if they want to listen to that one or if they want to skip that one or skip part of it. However, people need to take care of themselves is great. Um, We do have the trigger warnings up on the website and in the descriptions of the podcast. There are not little, I don't know what they're called, like the stars or asterisks or whatever in the trigger warnings. We don't have those because that's actually a trigger for us. I know on a lot of the groups online that they use those for trigger warnings and so I get that and I respect that and we follow the rules in the group but it's actually really triggering to us so it's not going to be on our website but the general content warnings and the 
uh, podcast, like the episode descriptions will be there so people can discern for themselves if it's an okay and safe episode for them to listen to. But we're trying to keep it appropriate and helpful and positive. So I hope that's cool. And I am excited that you're listening to it and that people are liking it. So besides just Emma listening to the other podcasts and then doing her own, um, the other big news is that last night I played them for the husband. Legit, right, guys? Like, seriously, I played them for the husband. I We were sitting there, and we were kind of finishing a date. We had watched a movie. I don't even remember what it was. We don't get to watch a movie very often because of children. There are so many children, inside children, outside children. There are children everywhere. It's like a zoo here, right? So we had a little date and we're finishing a movie and I just couldn't hold it inside anymore. And so I just turned to him and I said, I have a surprise for you. And I think it's a good thing and not a bad thing, but I don't want to be in trouble about it. And I want to tell you about it because it's really kind of taking off. And so like... He's really my best friend. Like, you guys, you have no idea. Well, maybe you do. I hope you're that lucky. Like, the one thing we have done right as an adult is pick him to marry. Like, he's amazing. You, are, I can't even... Oh, oh. I mean, you know, because you guys have been through stuff, right? So you know, like, how bad it can be. Or even normal dating, how gross it can be. But, like, oh. He's just kind, you guys. And he's respectful to everybody and their different preferences. And he's so attentive and he does stuff for us. Like, he's just legit, like, kind. Like, I'm not a bad person. I'm, but I'm not a kind person. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a terrible person. And it's not that I'm not nice. But he has, like, a gift for kindness. And he is just the softest, kindest human being I've ever met in my life. And I don't know how we ended up with him, but it is maybe the best thing of our entire life ever is this guy. Anyway, we got to sit with him and talk to him. And I just said, I think that this is becoming a big thing. And so it feels weird to have something that I haven't told you about. But it wasn't that it was secret keeping. I just wasn't sure it was going to work or not or what to say. And... So I told him about it, and he was so excited. He was so proud of me for trying something new, and he was so proud of me for having, like, the courage to go that far out of my comfort zone because this is super terrifying. And he was proud of me for, like, trying to have boundaries. I know, shocking, right? But trying to have boundaries so that, like, I didn't force anyone to participate and I didn't disclose anything that uh, that are like other people's stories. I'm just only saying my own stuff and saying what I want to say and leaving up everything else to other people and being fair like that. Like that's teamwork. I You don't know how many points I should get for that. Like I should have so many therapy points right now. You have no idea. Oh my goodness. So I told him about it and he was so excited and he was so proud of me. And so we just curled up and stayed up like an extra hour and a half late to listen and we listened to all four of them I got in trouble during the doctors because it was so boring and I was being snarky and he told me to be quiet because he was really interested in it so I sort of got called out on that but um he's always I think I'm the only one who gets in trouble actually but he's always like I love everybody and you just need to be respectful so 
he made me be quiet so that he could hear the doctors but he listened to all of all four of them that we've done so far and he was really pleased and proud of us and he like cried and laughed and was all serious about it and it was a crazy experience some of those things we've never really said out loud or talked about them so distinctly as individuals or for him to hear the perspective without us trying to cover up what's going wrong and so it felt super what's the word like vulnerable I guess that's crazy I was vulnerable (laughs) anyway so we told him about it and we talked about it and the response was really positive from him and he was really supportive and very kind about it enthusiastic and We're totally going to keep doing it. And then next week when the website comes out, then we'll post everything there. And it will also, from there, be automatically fed to iTunes. And so everything's connected and ready to go. I just have to hit the publish button. So that's exciting. But those of you who have tried it out with me and given me some feedback, I really appreciate it because it was a scary thing to do. And I don't want to just release it to the general public before like knowing what people are thinking or if it's helpful or not or if it's just ridiculous or if it's okay like it was really scary and there was so much anxiety but since getting feedback from some of the friends online in the survivor groups and since getting some feedback from the husband and knowing that even Emma did one I think it's going to be a good thing um I maybe should tell my therapist about it. I haven't talked to her about it yet, but because we haven't seen her, which actually is what I want to talk about today. What do you do when you don't get to go to therapy? Like, it took us so long. I talked about this in my podcast last time on the first podcast, episode one. It took us so long to find a good therapist that I know we have the right one, and I don't know that I could trust anyone else, which maybe is my own issue, and I need to work on that, but I'm really grateful that we found her, and she's legit cool, and I don't really get away with anything, but I think that's good for me, and she can kind of match my snark and calls me on everything, so I hate therapy, but I love her, like I adore her, and so um, don't tell her I said that, but I really don't know like what to like it's a hard process I don't mean she's hard she's amazing and I love when we're there and like since we go on Mondays then on Sundays we start getting like excited to be there and knowing it's coming and there's such relief But then after we leave, it's so distressing because we have to leave and it begins like this time of having to work on things without her or process everything that just happened or deal with that space of being away from her or being on our own. And it's so much harder and scarier, but I don't want to be like a creeper. Like it's not that, I don't know how to explain it. I hope you guys understand because maybe you're in therapy too but um it's just hard well because like we stir things up in therapy right so then after therapy is hard like some things are good like we always sleep really good on Monday nights like better than any other night of the week because we've had therapy and it was so exhausting and we did so much work internally that like we always sleep really well on Monday nights but then when we wake up on Tuesday mornings there's so much to like 
puke out into the journals and there's so much to process and adapt to and try to get back into real life like with the children and a husband and everything that's expected of us um and so the transition is hard but by Wednesday we kind of have that down except then everything it's like dominoes like everything that we process from therapy we kind of have down in the notebooks but then that stirs up like the next layer of nasty and ugh and so then we have to wrestle it and then by Thursday then we're wrestling with it without the therapist because it's not our appointment yet and then by Friday like we're about to drown in it and then Saturday, we might as well quit. It's the end of the world, whatever. <laughs> it's so dramatic, right? And then by Sunday, we feel better because we know therapy is next Monday, right? So that's what it feels like for me. But then at the same time, like real life happens. And so like she had, because of, ca- ca- uh, not calendar, schedules, because of schedules, like she had a week that she had to miss which is fine and we had a week that we had to miss not because we were avoiding therapy just something I don't know kids or something and so we missed two weeks with her and so we were supposed to go this week except they had a blizzard it was a freaking blizzard you guys what why have we moved here where they have such a thing as blizzard because it was cold like you it was snowing sideways how is that even possible like how is that a thing it can't snow sideways like what it was crazy and so because of the blizzard we could not get to therapy which was the third week in a row that we missed session and so I don't know how we've handled that like how have we kept functioning I mean it's good for us to see that we can but like it's really hard until like anxiety's through the roof and everything is just harder than it needs to be and I guess it's in some ways like Emma wrote about how it helps her realize how much she needs therapy because we were feeling so much better and now we're starting to feel worse again because we've missed it so many times. And now it's supposed to snow again next week or like on the weekend. And so if we don't watch carefully the timing, and I don't think that like right now we have the funds to be able to just go early and get a hotel and then wait until Monday. Like I don't mind running away. That'd be cool. And we can do it functional like like instead of just disappearing, take a day early and a hotel and rest and recover and do some intense therapy work in the notebooks and then go to therapy and then come home legit. So like that's a compromise we do sometimes when that pressure to run away is really big. We do that. We have a runner. I don't know if you know that. That's kind of off topic. But we have a runner who like will fugue us out, you know, like we move and wake up and like we're in a completely different state or a different life or whatever um we land in airports a lot or wake up in other countries like it's been a problem but this is um but we're doing better with that and so we can do it kind of functionally for therapy but it's not the week we've had like two kids in the hospital is what's happened that's why our allowances are off because we had two kids in the hospital and so um it's not a week where we can just go early for the hotel so I'm rambling but the whole point is 
I can't miss therapy another week or I'm going to be crazy. I'm already crazy. I started a podcast. That's pretty crazy. That's how desperate I am, right? And so we're trying, honestly, like everything we can do to hold it together, we're trying. But I don't know how to miss another week. I just can't. And so I'm really anxious about that, even though, like, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to talk to her. She's way smarter and cleverer than me. Like, you can't get away with nothing with her. So it's not like I want to be the one out. (laughs) I don't want to do a session. I just want to know we feel better after a session. Someone else can do the work. I don't want to do the work. But I don't want to miss. And then because of the holidays, the week after this next session, she's going to be gone. And then we have a session and then we're missed two more because of the holidays. And so I can't even, I can't even handle it right now. And the anxiety just about getting to therapy is insane right now. Like, I mean, off the charts. I don't even know how to cope with that. So what I do is I... I do the things that I know I can do. Like we keep the NTIS on our hand. We have a bear that she gave us that the littles hold. Um, we work on grounding skills. Like I have some essential oils and some candles. And hot chocolate is a good thing for us. We can't have coffee. So we can have hot chocolate. And um, she we have a painter somebody can paint like there's different coping skills we know the drill and we can do those things but that it's still just hard and the pressure still builds up faster than we can get rid of it almost or release it I guess but um it's another reason I'm so grateful for some of the groups or some of the friends that we've made um online not like in a creepy way but in a really actual supportive good people out there who are connecting with others who understand like it really makes all the difference I think and that is helpful also if it's really bad we can text the therapist or email her we have her text number and her email address and we have permission to use them but we try really hard not to I don't really care so much but the doctor is like no don't it's her time, don't mess with it. And then someone else that's a little is like, don't because then we're in trouble and we're bad, da-da-da-da-da, which isn't true at all, but that's like the conflict in there. So we don't actually do it very much because I guess we don't want want to abuse it but aren't also, I mean, we don't want to abuse that privilege. That's true. But also I don't think we really believe in that privilege yet. Does that make sense? Like... I don't know. Like she texted us on Thanksgiving and said, Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so grateful for you. That's what she said on Thanksgiving. And I was like, what do you want? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to get at? But the husband, he was like... (laughs) And her husband was like, (laughs) she's just grateful for you. She's just wishing you a happy holiday. (laughs) I'm like... Why? What does she want? What is she trying to do? What is she getting at? He's like, no, <laughs> she's just grateful. Like, it's a hard thing. How do you process that? Or sometimes online, 
when you meet new people and who are like safe appropriate people like they are demonstrating good boundaries they are demonstrating things that show you they're safe I'm not talking about creepers I'm not talking about weirdos I'm not talking about like dangerous people online I mean like in the groups they've already been vetted and also you see how they interact with other people before you connect with them yourself you know I don't know at least we do we watch for a long time um and so when people are nice to us like it's really hard to deal with that which is ridiculous because that's how things are supposed to be I know how to deal with people when they're mean to me I know how to deal with people when they hurt me I know how to deal with people who abuse us or neglect us or whatever. I don't know how to deal with people being nice and safe. It's so weird. The niceness and safeness is weird, but also that I can't deal with it is weird. Like it makes me freeze up and turns into like social anxiety or something. Except it's different than social anxiety. It's not really that, but I don't know how else to explain it to people. And so, like, the harder they try, the more I hide. (laughs) And that makes it really hard to be a good friend, even when you want to or you want to try, you know? So I appreciate when people are really patient and understanding of that. Just my own boundaries to even respond to people, like instant messaging is really hard like that's very overwhelming very fast like it just sucks up all my spoons you guys know about the spoon theory right like that you only have so many a day and when you have to do hard things it uses them up like instant messaging sucks up all my spoons it like pretty much puts them down the garbage disposal and then there's not only no spoons but the old spoons you already used are all scratched up (laughs) that's what it's like I don't know so it makes it hard to have friends because I am a terrible friend myself and I know to be to have friends you need to be a friend like whatever but it's really hard to do and really hard to understand why people would be kind or what they want from being kind or what they're trying to do or get at I don't know it's a scary thing not that I'm scared because like I'm tough I'm cool But friendship is hard. I don't know why stuff from the past makes friendship hard now. I think it's one reason that we're safe with the husband. Because he just kind of chill. He just kind of hangs out and does his own thing. And isn't offended by us doing our own thing. Whatever that may be at any given moment. And right now, it's a podcast. So thanks for listening. And we'll keep going, okay? Thanks. See you next episode. Thank you for listening. Your support really helps us feel less alone while we sort through all of this and learn together.